Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. And we are back together, me and Brett Strauss, ready to talk about a lot of Chiefs and uh, AFC West football, aren't we? Yes, we are. It's been it's been a weird time for, for sports, uh, so we have been getting together, we're talking about what we can uh, really cover right now, and so today we've decided we're going to go through and uh, talk a little Mount Rushmore Chiefs football, just uh, hit some of the main guys that have played in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Tyron Matthew kind of brought up his three, and then we're going to kind of just build ours based off of that. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL ESPN redraft, where the Chiefs were absolutely a terrible team afterwards. Uh, we'll get into that and explain more later. But I think for now we're going to start off around the West and talk about some of our rivals and their quarterback situations. News and notes from around the West. Yeah! All right, so the AFC West has some interesting quarterback controversies going on. For once, thank God, not in Kansas City. Whew! Yeah, we're pretty rock solid. We're good, there. Chiefs fans. We finally made it. Only thing we have to talk about is if Jordan Tam was nipping on the heels of Chad Henney for the backup spot, you know. So there was that group that came to training camp that was trying to get Chad Henney over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they had the shirts. Oh yeah, I think they were related to him. Maybe that's probably what that. That's the only thing that makes sense. Either that or like Mahomes beat them in high school, like for a state championship uh, yeah, or something. That they they want to Henney in. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're looking at the Raiders. Um, I don't think their controversy, so to speak, is as big just because, you know, Derek Carr seems to have a certain level of trust with John Gruden, even if it's thin. And then Marcus Mariota is not quite the quarterback uh, presence that Justin Herbert is over at Los Angeles. But we're starting with the Raiders. Um, just based off your gut, who do you think is going to be starting the most games for Los Angeles? Or not Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Vegas. Vegas this Vegas. year. It's going to be Derek Carr. I, I, I think I, this is like, so next year we'll be talking about what are the Raiders going to do, you yeah. know, but this year it's going to be the same Raiders from last year. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I think Marcus coming in is going to be just, you know how they always talk about. Gruden giving, likes quarterbacks. Yeah, and you know how they talk about giving guys like competition. Yeah, and some, oh yeah. Sometimes it's a, a load of crap, kind of like in Chicago, because we all know Nick Foles is going to start. Or at least eventually Nick Foles <laughs> is getting in there. Oh yeah, yeah that that's the load. But in in Oakland, I really think that I don't, you know, Marcus Mariota is not the kind of guy to step on the field immediately like dominate a job. You know, well he, he lost a job. Yeah, and he, he had a job. He lost a job. And he doesn't have the pedigree of a Nick Foles. Like, hey, I yeah. want a Super Bowl. I right. should be in here. So yeah. so that's that's a little different. I do think there is a real chance though that if Derek Carr struggles and the Raiders themselves aren't playing bad, that he could be pulled. Yeah, I I can see that too. I think. Like you said, he's got decent rapport with John Gruden. Yeah. But I think John Gruden, like... Wants more. He wants more, and he should want more, because that team, it seems like every year we're like, oh, the Raiders, you know, they had such a great draft. They got the pieces they need. You know, this is going to be the year. And then they have another... Raider year. Raider year. Yeah, so... For Raiders fans out there, <laughs> yeah, this might be a good year, or next year you might be getting a completely new team. Raiders, their slogan should just be next year because yeah. that's just what it's been. And it, and it's not like a, a super big hit on them. It's just because every year it seems that they're building to something, but they're not ever building anything. Yeah. So the one thing I'll say is that if Marcus Mariota steps on the field in practice and he – 
uh, he's an obvious better athlete than Carr, just like physically. Yeah. He might look a lot better in practice, and he's new, and some guys might whisper, and then John Gruden might be like, ooh, did you see that? Because it's practice is different than the game. Mariota had some blazing talent and just, you know, yeah. skills oh, yeah. coming out of college. So there, We had a good year, right? He had one his second year yeah, or and, whatever was like a good year. And so it might be enough to at least whisper in Oakland a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it'll make Carr play better. Maybe. Hopefully not, but yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll make him fold. I just wish I wish we had hard knocks of the Raiders again. Yeah, part like two. Like, just every year we should just have hard knocks of the Raiders. Just run it back. I would, too. And what would you say before we got on air that the Raiders are going to be playing in a Roomba? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> next year new team, this year new stadium, but it does look kind of like a Roomba. Can we talk about how, real quick, this is a little side topic, but – Last year when Pat played in, you know, the, uh, well, I'll say the Chiefs played, but specifically Patrick Mahomes in Detroit for the first time, he's like, oh, it's Mahomes' first dome game. He get, oh, I remember. He gets two a year now because of Los Angeles with the Chargers and then oh, with yeah. the Raiders. So that's going to be that's gonna be a lot of fun seeing him play inside consistently at least once or at least twice a year, sometimes yeah. three or four depending on the other opponents. Oh, yeah. And speaking of the Chargers, uh, they're the next team with a little bit of controversy in the West. I would say theirs is less of a controversy and more of this guy's the next starter and Justin Herbert. But because of the weird offseason and just getting guys in to the facility is tough right now to learn the playbook, get reps. No, there were no rookie mini camps. Training camp's going to be weird. Tyrod Taylor has a real shot to start a significant amount of time for the Chargers this year. Yeah. It's kind of weird, like, the AFC West for so long it felt like we had the same QBs, you know. It was like Phillip Rivers was always a Charger. Yeah. And, you know, for a while, Derek Carr now seemingly has been a Raider for a long time. And there for a minute, Peyton Manning was always the quarterback of the Broncos, even though he wasn't there for very long. But, like – It just felt like he yeah. was there forever because he beat us so and much. And now all of a sudden it's like this AFC West, you know. We got Drew Locke now who we don't know yet. And we got – Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. And, Raiders could be looking next year at yeah. one of those guys. So, it's – Interesting. It's kind of fun. What I'll say is, it's if you if you pay attention a little bit, it's starting like look at it as a Patriot situation where the Chiefs are the Patriots because the teams under the Patriots started doing that. They started looking for a new answer every two or three years or so, and we might start seeing something like that where they're trying to build teams to beat the Chiefs like they're doing now. And so they got Herbert, they got Drew Locke, and then in two or three years, kind of like with Mark Sanchez, if that don't work. Restart, reboot, because when you're looking up at a juggernaut that could be, you know, in dynasty conversation, in your head, you're like, oh, we got, you know, five, six years to get this right instead of yeah. one or two. So we might start seeing a bunch of soft resets in the next year or so with all these teams if they don't quite hit it right. Which doesn't seem to work. I mean, look at the AFC East. Yeah, it doesn't, but I mean, and you also can't stand stagnant against a right. team like the Chiefs. So it's, well, it's just, such a. The business is yes. If you have a losing season, you better do better next year. Exactly by and, any means necessary. And the players themselves hate having losing seasons, yeah. and so they want to leave if you start yeah. having losing seasons. Mm -hmm. And then the locker room starts crumbling. And you've seen that in the East for years, where seemingly every team other than the Patriots were bad. And a lot of people like to go, "Oh, the Patriots play in the East." All those teams are bad. Of course, they're going to win 10 games. Well, a lot of those teams are bad because they were playing the Patriots, yeah. and, and it was just an effect kind of trickled down. So we might start seeing some of that. Um, Denver, there's no real quarterback controversy, but Drew Locke, I will say, um, I was listening to Chris Sims. He has a, a podcast over on NBC. He does his top 40 quarterbacks every year, and he had Drew Locke. Uh, he said Drew Locke might be the most exciting young quarterback he watched film on. 
and because he he gets pretty extensive with this, and he was really excited about him. He had him rated over Justin Herbert, but he still had him both in the low twenties just because he hadn't you know seen a lot from him. But he glowed about Drew Lock in particular, just you know what he could be for the next couple years, and and he's excited about him. So yeah, I mean we saw it in person, you know, for years, for years, mm-hmm. yeah, and so we've seen it. I mean he's he's got an electric arm. That's that's like the buzzword everyone uses. Electric arm. He's got an electric arm. I've seen it a lot and it's awesome and he's just a cool guy just a cool guy i I love i love drew adam lefko has a segment on his show called whoa big off season and uh it's where basically you take a a bit of information that it's like a fill in the blank blank players in the best shape of his life it's like oh big off season for that guy apparently there's something like that happening with drew lock right now because there's words coming out of denver that he's being a big leader and and getting guys together to throw and drew's mental game is on just sharper this year so so we'll see if that's true or if that's just beat writers being beat writers and drumming up some interest so uh as far as the west goes that's the only only really news coming it's not really news but the only thing to talk about we're in a dead season right we're now. we're scraping at the bottom of the barrel yeah we really are news. we really are but i mean it's still going to be interesting to see how this all plays out uh you know what could be nice though since we've had no news when the news comes it will be like a flood oh and when one piece of news comes it's going to be the biggest news of all time like everyone's yeah. going to be talking about it like uh, the dalvin cook situation he's uh he wants christian mccaffrey money as soon as i saw that i'm like NFL news. I don't even care if it's just a contract holdout. Yeah. I, I was reading every story about Dalvin Cook I could. Oh, let me let me ask you a question, actually, because I legitimately don't know the answer to this. But I've been seeing, because of coronavirus, a lot of teams aren't doing training camps at their like destination spots. Yeah. Like the Cowboys, for the first time, and blah, 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 are not going to Oxnard. Yep. They're staying in Dallas. I haven't heard anything about the Chiefs. Chiefs aren't going to St. Joe? They aren't? Nope, not allowed. Yeah, I was reading about it. You have to uh, interesting. I wondered, but I, I didn't see the Chiefs like explicitly, and I wondered. Yeah, it was uh, the Chiefs hadn't explicitly said anything, but I was reading about um, when it all came out. If we were not, and there were a couple beat writers like just based off the language, it's going to be impossible for the Chiefs to go to St. Joe for the first time, and however long it was, especially because we just re-upped the contract with them to to go again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, for the first time, the training camp's going to be in in Kansas City, and it's going to be at just the Chiefs facility, like in in house on their practice fields and, and all that. So. I still want to go. I'd like to go. I mean, it's for us. It's not that far. We're in we're in Columbia. It's like less than two hours probably to get to the training facility. So, I Uh, wonder what the. It's going to be interesting because I wonder what the like viewing situation is going to be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they sold tickets just as a way to keep track of like the number of people can go. So like this amount of tickets for sale, and so we'll we'll see. Training camp's going to be so weird. Uh, The NFL offseason's so weird right now. Yeah. and things, you know, in your day-to-day life are starting to feel more normal. Like, I went and sat in a restaurant with my friends for the first time in a long time the other day. And it's not normal yet, though, because, you know, people are still restricting who can go in. There's yeah. still masks everywhere. And the NFL is still super conscious of that kind of stuff. So they're going to be really slow with this process. Yeah. And, and we'll, well see. Well, it, it seems to be normalizing around here. But, you know, a lot of teams, New York, you know, like yes. – where it's not that normal, and, and the the coasts, you know, seem to be a lot more less normal still. And I've even heard, you know, some of those coast like California is straight up said we're not having any sports, yes. unless you know it's a, everything's good or whatever. So I, I don't know if I could see those teams playing elsewhere during the seat. You know, like we could see some weird stuff. Yeah, and, and I mean the NBA just said they're coming back. 
and they're doing like a weird thing. Yeah, we're already seeing weird stuff because they're yeah. going. Every team's going to be in Orlando that is invited. Twenty-two teams were invited, eight were left out, and they're just going to have a couple regular season games. They're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to have a championship, but it's all going to be in Orlando. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's going to be weird. You know, embrace the weirdness, I think. Yeah, and while we're on the topic, we can just talk about everything that comes with it. Um, they're talking about piping in fan noise to certain games. I kind of don't want that. Um, I'm all about, like you said, embrace the weirdness. I'd like to, you know, I don't want to be. Well, who was saying that they wanted to be mic'd up? Deshaun like, Jackson said yeah, that all the players should be mic'd should up. should be mic'd up. And that'd be cool. I mean, you know, obviously you'd have to filter out a lot of what is said. Yeah. But you'd get more sound bites. Yeah. Uh, just the sound of pads hitting each other yeah. on the field oh, is going to yeah. be awesome, you know? That's going to be awesome. It's going to be like a high school football game is really what it's going to be yeah. like. Because there's going to be enough There's going to be enough people on the sidelines, you know, hundreds of people, just staff and players cheering. Yeah, and, and I so think, that's, that's, you know, like with last year with the XFL, um, a, lot of, a lot of people I know, I don't know about like actual sports people, were, but like the XFL was doing some different stuff with like bringing in a lot more visibility with the replays and you got to like hear the refs like, well, this is why it wasn't a catch that, you know, and, and people are like, Oh, they should do that in the NFL. You know, that would, well, this could be a chance, you know, in my mind to maybe introduce some of the dialogue. We kind of get more of the dialogue, the wise, the, you know, and who knows NFL is kind of weird about this kind of stuff, but it would be cool to see. They could use it as a test period. Cause if it doesn't work, they could be like, Oh, it was during, you know, Corona. Exactly. that's what I'm saying. It didn't like, work. It's, we won't it's, do it's it again. a perfect time to pilot some of the things that they can add. And who knows? We might be seeing games with fans. I mean, we just, yeah. we just oh, really yeah. don't know. It's just, it's all weird right now, but um, obviously we'll monitor that situation so far. The league seems adamant about starting on time with the schedule. I don't know yeah. how realistic that is. I feel like something is going to happen. Like the first player that's going to get hit with a positive test is going to really test out just how Oh yeah. how this whole thing's going to work yep. because he's not going to play. And what yep. if, you know, Patrick Mahomes tests positive for corona? He's done for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then and then Well, it's just an injury. Yeah, it's that's like that's what else. it is. And so yeah. we'll see if they treat it's like, it like old Sammy Darnold. <laughs> the mono with his mono sam's like i don't know what y'all are freaking out about he's two <laughs> weeks off you get all rested they just up. need to install like face masks into the face mask they've talked about doing technology <laughs> like that it's gonna that be, would so be crazy weird. i mean there's so much contact though that no, yeah. it's just oh I, yeah i don't know belichick's probably gonna try to get a player to you know maybe get a positive test and then send them out to that city <laughs> <laughs> you, it, we'll call it corona gate he'll he'll find yeah, a way to manipulate oh, he will it. find a way yeah he'll send off his healthy players on a plane and <laughs> like he did last year with the flu man but we'll see how that works out hopefully the testing goes hopefully we start on time uh i think what we're gonna do now is we're gonna talk about mount rushmore of players chiefs players chiefs yes. players yeah and so the kind of criteria i had was when i was doing it i didn't want to put players from the same position i wanted to do two defense two offense and i didn't do any coaches so it's just players yep on mount rushmore Fair. uh the reason this started was because tyron matthew someone said tyron you're like top five chief all time already or top three and he said nah that's pat mahomes that's Derek thomas that's will shields and i thought that was pretty cool you know because he's right the, the those three guys are just you know Chiefs football personified and that's kind of where actually I started my Mount Rushmore so uh, mine was Pat Mahomes because Super Bowl MVP yeah, you, you got to he's just the savior yeah uh, I got Derek Thomas 
Oh yeah. Because just what he did and what he was was just a freak. He was mm-hmm. like, and when he was playing, he was rarefied in like the Lawrence Taylor kind of the aura around him. Uh, my third was Will Shields, big hog lineman, kind of kind of underappreciated for what he did in his career. And then last, I put Tony G. Yeah. Because you know. Just his numbers oh, yeah. being compared to Jerry Rice. Like, that's how close he is in receptions and yards. Yep. So so that's nuts. So th- those were really my four. Um, did you have anybody that you would want to slip in there or talk about differently? Um, I think as far as current Chiefs go, we'll see. I don't know if Travis Kelsey might near. He's not really yeah. near with Tony G and some of the numbers. But – he is the only tight end to have the thousand yards for four straight seasons, and and he's still pretty young, so he could do it for it, yeah, five. You exactly. Know? So you know we can maybe see him slide in there. Uh, Priest Holmes was one that came to my man, mind. He was so fun to watch. He man. was good. He was so good. And then we could go old school. Like I really thought I didn't want to go a bunch of current players, and so and I know Derek Thomas and Tony G aren't really current current, but they're old enough to we remember them pretty vividly. Yeah. Yep. But. I almost put Lynn Dawson over Patrick. I was Patrick thinking about Lynn Dawson, too. Because they both have the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. And so, Lynn had the longer career so far. He so just – he doesn't – like, Pat's broke all of his records yeah, already, you know? That's the tough part. I was just like, I yeah. really wanted to put Lynn on there. And I still might, you know? who you, I could probably change my mind talking myself into it right now. You probably could. Lynn's got the broadcast career, so he's double chief. Bam. One of my favorite chiefs, and he wouldn't come close to a Mount Rushmore, but I love Jared Allen. Oh, Jared Allen was so Jared fun. Jared Allen was so fun. Yeah, Jared Allen was... Uh, when he left and went to the... I think he went to the... Vikings. Was it the Vikings first? I, I know he played for the Vikings. I guess yeah. he left and went straight to the Vikings. I think he went straight to the Vikings, but I'm not sure. Wherever. I, it was probably the Vikings. I was like so... Like, I was actually sad. Like, he personified Kansas City really well. Dontari Poe, another oh, one that was hungry like... big right. Oh, man. Oh. I, I missed, like... We weren't that good. Well, with Don Tari Porter, we weren't bad. But, like, there's those years where we weren't good. You know, the Jamal Charles, like, I miss Jamal. You know, like, Eric Berry. I miss Eric Berry. Now, like, these guys, they won't come close to the – and they can – Eric Berry, he was good. He was – that the, the guys you're talking about are, like, our prime of Chiefs football where we first really were into it and really yeah. were motivated oh, yeah. to watch. Even yeah. if we were – like, Justin Houston, his 22 tag oh, yeah. season, never forget. Yeah. Tom Bahali, you know, he was just – Just oh, a legend. Uh, Derek Johnson, he's oh. he's underrated on the, the list we're talking about yeah, right now exactly. just because of what he did. And then we have we have past greats, too, you know, those those guys back in the, in the day in those Super Bowl teams. Like, Johnny Robinson, safety, he just got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, all the Willie Lanier, Corey Culp. And, I always joke about the Chiefs Ring of Honor at the stadium is like seven thousand players long. It's everybody, it's like, you guys got to make the line somewhere. We're only but, getting better. You need to stop. But I'm you know? over here like listing all these players that yeah. are that will never make the ring. You know, and, and they're our favorites. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. there we this is not even a guy close. But we were just talking about Tyler Thigpen right oh, yeah. before the show came on, and. We were just latched on to Tyler because in a time where Chiefs football sucked, he was fun to watch. Yeah, and who was the who was the tight end with the beard? McGrath. Sean McGrath. He yes. was so fun to watch. He made that one one handed catch in the end zone, and like I will never forget that. And he was trash. Like oh, and he he would always put his head down, get all nuts with but it. But he made that one one handed catch that just I was like, this guy is the best. Another one handed catch, uh, tied in Tony Moyaki. Remember when he did that oh, one? Oh yeah, of course. Put the big hand up against San Fran and just reeled it in. 
Dwayne Bow. We didn't even talk about somewhere Dwayne over Dwayne Bow. That oh. was that was that NFL commercial that was Dwayne Bow's little bobble catch yeah. against the Indianapolis Colts. Which was and he had like fifteen touchdowns that year. He yeah. led the league in touchdowns. Yeah, and but, then we lost. Didn't we lose to the Colts that year? I I don't was know if it was an- that year or not, but Andrew Luck. I don't well, want to talk fumble. about it. I try to forget yeah, that all my, of that kind of my stuff. My timeline is all jumbled up. I was watching uh, a video on YouTube yesterday. It was, uh, wa- it was like wackiest plays in NFL history. And they put the Mariota and the Andrew Luck play back-to-back. I'm like, come on, guys. Don't do me like that. But all my friends are looking at me laughing. But there were some guys on those old teams, too, that – you know, like the Trent Green. I loved Trent yeah, Green. Trent Green. I have a Trent Green wristband. Trent Green, Eddie Kennison. I was just about to say Eddie. Oh, Kinnison. oh Eddie Kennison. He used to wear those those like three quarter sleeves, and so I'd always know it was him because you could see those white three quarter sleeves blazing up the field. And so we talked about Will Shields. That entire line back then: Will so Shields, Willie Rofe, Willie Rofe, yeah, Brian Waters. Those yep. guys were good. Well, they, like how many of them were are a Hall of Fame? Three of them. Now? Yeah, three yeah. of them. And they were in like top notch Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know. Man, and that's the, that's why Priest Holmes was crazy. That's the crazy thing about oh yeah, I mean, Priest was still he pretty was good, good. Yeah, but, he but was good. yeah, I'll give you that. It's just it's fun to sit here and reminisce about those old guys, and it's cool to think you know see Tyron you know give a nod to, to some yeah. of those. And because here in a couple of years we'll be talking about Tyron in the same vein. Uh, hopefully we are you yeah. know talking about him like that. And it's just looking back, the Chiefs have actually had a lot of talent on their squads to not win as much like as little as oh, we've yeah. won. It's just always been the quarterback position. Yep. Because we're sitting yep. here talking about our favorite players ever and Trent Green was the third quarterback we talked about. Yeah. And think if you're the Packers, you got you know, you got Rodgers and Favre back to back. You got if you're the Colts, oh, yeah. you got Manning and Luck back to back. And we're over here just drooling over Trent Green because he was a stable quarterback. And he had, you know, no numbers. Yeah. He, he had some. He he had a long longer career. There was a couple years where his numbers were pretty high. You yeah. know, top five of but he I, was never lighting the world up. I remember when he got that concussion against I think it was the Bengals. Yeah, when he tried to slide pretty yes, much ended it for him. Got, and then the guy, like, whoever did it, I can't even remember who it was now, like, popped up. It was like, yeah, I just took out Trent Green. And, like, I remember me and my mom were like, we're, like, so mad. I hate that guy. Yeah, because he was, like, so happy he gave Trent Green a concussion. All right, so we talked about, you know, these great players. I don't want to, like, sit here and be mean to anybody because we've had a lot of bad players. So let's try to keep it positive. Let's talk about the bad players who you were, like, your favorite. Like, you had no reason to love these guys as much as you did. You thought they were better. Than, like, for me, mine would be, for a good example, Dexter McCluster. I love Dexter McCluster. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was not a good player, He though. was not a great player at all. He no. had a couple good kick returns, but every time he was catching the ball, he was getting – We didn't sh- even talk about Dante Hall when we were talking about oh, great players. Okay, yeah, that's kind of an oversight by us. That is an oversight. But, but back to what you were saying. But, like, Dexter McCluster, that guy, that's a name I should never remember. He had no tangible impact on the league, but I'll never forget against the Giants when he juked that dude out of his shoes. It yes, like, it, yes. It was one of the best returns ever, and I was like, he's the next Dante Hall. Yeah, this guy's amazing. We had a couple, didn't we? Have another one too, that was a similar like that gadget player. We kind of had a a couple that in gadget. a row. We had yeah. guys like that, yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, the Chiefs are good at these special teamers because we always have kick returns and punt returns. And then, oh man, another guy. Uh, do you remember Jackie Battle? Oh yeah. Oh Jackie Battle. Jackie back. Battle. But all of our running backs were getting hurt. Yeah. It was just like Jackie, it's your team. You want to know what his real name is? I have no clue. Ewart. 
I would have never guessed That's that. why he does not go by Ewart. He goes by Jackie. Ewart? Ewart. Ewart Heron Battle the Third is his full name. That's actually kind of a cool name when I, you put it all together. I only know that. I because bet he has a sigil. A uh, family crest. Coat of arms. <laughs> but no, like another guy. We talked about him a while ago. Tony Moyaki. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought he was the next big thing. When yeah. I watched to- Tony Moriaki, I was like, this guy is just, he's going to be I the mean, next Tony Gonzalez. He's, yeah. A- everything Travis Kelsey is, I thought Tony Moriaki was. Yeah. You know, that's- I mean, we Larry Johnson for two years was amazing, or oh, three yeah. years, and then he just was no one, you know? He had that stretch where he was just a dominant yeah, player. Yeah, unstoppable. But Man. it was short. Very short. But yeah. he'll always be. He- well, I can even talk about Dwayne Bow as just, he was always so disappointing, it seemed like. And it, but we, he, he it, was so hot and cold. If we bring up Dwayne Bowe to anybody else, they'll be like, trash. We'll be like, whoa, he had 15 touchdowns. Yeah, in the year. oh, yeah. All of our players. He was in that NFL commercial. All of our players are underrated in our eyes. You know, oh, yeah. Peyton Hillis. Remember when he was a chief? Oh, for like, yeah. One, Vrabel was a chief Mike, for like one Mike year. Mike Vrabel, Ty yeah. Law, those guys. Yeah. They were fun to watch. Ah, we're getting off topic now. We're just reminiscing yeah. here. but We are. But we don't have any other Chiefs news. So. Yeah, this is all we this got. This is us. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about that redraft that happened. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's on ESPN. Uh, what they did was was basically turned it into a Madden thing where they took all the players in the league and then redrafted them with the current draft order. So, like, since he first pick, Chiefs last pick. And I don't know if you saw just how bad the Chiefs draft was, but uh, I'll go ahead and read you out just who we got and just it was – Stephon Gilmore, which I will say pretty good pick. You know, Stephon. I like that pick, yeah. But if you're going to go corner, I'd like to go younger. Yeah, just if you're building a team and this is a draft purpose, you don't really want to. He's not super old, but then next pick was Dalvin Cook, which once again, good player. But your second pick in a draft like this, you A, don't want to do a running back. B, don't want to do a running back that's like hurt a lot. Yeah. And then C, don't want to double down in there with your third pick and pick Nick Chubb. Another that, running back. That's what the Chiefs did. So we got Stephon Gilmore, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, and with the fourth pick, we got Tyrod Taylor. Could have gone undrafted on that last one. Yeah, I just I would have picked Taysom Hill to play quarterback over Tyrod Taylor. I think. Well, he deserves top dollar. Taysom yeah. Hill does. Hey, if you ask, if you ask Sean Payton, Taysom Hill is the future there. And so I was just I was reading up on this, and you know. I was kind of wondering who else was available during these rounds. It looked like with the first pick, it could have been, you know, Julio, uh, Ryan Ramschek, tackle for the Saints. Miles Garrett was available when the Chiefs picked at 32. And that's probably who my pick would have been if, I, if I'm picking at 32. and my Because he's the first overall pick in the draft a couple years yeah. ago. And he's good. He's young. And he's there at 32. That That's kind of who I'm going with. Yeah, I like that. I mean, there's this is just – it. To sum it up, it's very strange how he picked these. Like, he has Cam Newton going to Tennessee at 36, and then at 39, he has Saquon. Yeah, it was uh, actually, it was like a bunch of beat writers together got together to do it. Why would you take Cam Newton over Saquon? I, I don't know. And then Dalvin Cook here in the second round. Like, I like Dalvin. Dalvin's a good talent. Dalvin's a great player. Yeah. It's just. I would probably rather have Derrick Henry still on the board. Yeah, I mean, and I, just I, well, I don't know. And then I think that's a close one. I think Ryan Ramschek was still here. That tackle for the Saints. I mean, he's he's elite. And yep, then to double is. down on Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb in the third, I wouldn't have hated if we wouldn't have got Dalvin Cook above that. It, it, yeah. It's kind of how it goes. 
and then Tyrod Taylor in the fourth. I would have rather went with a guy like Jared Stidham there because at least he has potential to do something. We we know what Tyrod is, and we know that it's not going to be very good. Yeah, and, and he's he's had some good games, but he hasn't had a good season. Yeah, Stidham isn't there though. Stidham, Stid, they they have Stidham going to Carolina in the third round. Oh well, yeah, but we could have had him. That's what I'm saying. Instead of double down on running back, you could have got Nick Chubb first, Stidham in the third, then get a guy in the fourth. That's you know because Stidham's probably better than Tyrod. Then you could have got a you know a receiver there, or because there's probably I don't I'm not looking at it right now, but there's probably a ton of receivers because there's a ton in the league. Yeah, just like young guys or, yeah. or old vets. You I mean, Rugs is they don't have Rugs going till like bottom of the fourth round exactly and then and that's kind of where the tie rod range was so i don't know and it's a obviously you shouldn't yeah. get too mad over this exercise it's like a madden kind of thing just just frustrated just, just food for thought because it's know. just like i could have picked a better team for for the chiefs oh man i would just pick chief players <laughs> <laughs> that's it before the show he's like i mean the chiefs could have had Tyron Matthew, we could have had Frank, Frank Clark. Clark. <laughs> we could have just had all Chiefs players. And I honestly would have preferred it, you know. And it's kind of fun to think if if in a redraft like that, I probably, if I was the Chiefs beat writer, would have just ruined the spirit of the game with the exercise. Because I probably would have just picked all Chiefs players. I would have picked the best Chiefs player on the board. But, hey, listen, I know we can win with these guys. Give me Andy Reid. And <laughs> <laughs> I know these guys. These guys are good. And then – I try. I probably in the second round would have tried to pick like a Kirk Cousins or something. Maybe I think he was available there when we picked. Wasn't he Kirk Cousins? Yeah, Captain Kirk, KC, Kirk Cousins. He would have fit good with the team. I, I don't like initials that. are on the helmet, man. He would have loved it here. Andy Reid is the true. quarterback. I didn't man. even realize. Yeah, that. he would have. He would have been branded out. He would have been able to sell KC Kirk Cousins shirts. It would have been. Yeah. He still wouldn't have bought himself a new car though. He still oh, drives he the it. old van. He doesn't need it. He's Kirk Cousins, man. Do you think Kirk Cousins is a good cookout dad? Absolutely. I think he's pretty. He probably has like four or five shiny pairs of New Balances just, just sitting there ready for go. yard work. <laughs> no, one's, one's for yard work, one's for cookout. He would, Kirk Cousins would probably fit in Kansas City like better than any other quarterback just based off, like say Mahomes isn't in the equation. Say instead of Mahomes, we signed Kirk Cousins when the Vikings signed him. Like Alex Smith, just we were like, oh, you're not going to do it. Because he would have fit the perfect mold of every other quarterback we oh, have yeah. signed ever in history. Because he would have had that one game where, like, ooh, he turned the corner. He's like <laughs> Alex Smith, week one versus the Patriots that one year. Oh, he yeah. finally went over 300, and we're like, this is it. This is the Alex Smith we want when he was in the MVP conversation. Oh, yeah. And Kirk would have had a couple of those oh, yeah. with Andy Reid, you know. And, and then he would have had a couple stinkers classic Kirk in the Cousin playoffs. Games. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Monday nights. He can't win on Mondays. Yeah, Kirk is only – sun- Is it Sundays? He's prime Mondays. time at all. He, If yeah. you put him in the daylight, he's like a vampire. He's like a reverse vampire. <laughs> he gets his power from the sun. If you put Kirk in the sun, he, he's going to go for days. That doesn't surprise me, though. You shut the lights off. and Like, <laughs> suburban dads love the sun. Oh, yeah. Grilling, mowing. The earlier he can get his stuff done, exactly. the better. You know? he exactly. Wa- he wants to be eating dinner by four. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's ready to go. He wants to be on the couch. Passed out. ASAP. Oh, yeah. And, and, and if it's at 7 p.m., he's already yawning. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he, he's he, tired. He should be doing his nightly crossword. He should be making dad jokes at his kids and, you know, telling them to clean stuff. He, he's just mad about it. I That doesn't surprise me at all that he's not good in prime time. <laughs> Man, uh, listen, 
Kirk, uh, th- I don't know why we turned into a Kirk Cousins segment, but I, he's one of those guys I've always liked, and I like talking about him just because his numbers have always been good. He wins some games. He's he's always he, he makes that money. He's like the rare guy that's overrated and underrated all in the same time. Yeah. If you have an opinion about Kirk, it's like, oh, he's so good, but no one gives him credit. Or man, Kirk sucks, and it's usually somewhere in the middle. Yeah, this is like. I can't believe we're on this Kirk Cousins thing, but I have like a Kirk Cousins story that every time I think of Kirk Cousins, I think of this. I saw like a special on Kirk Cousins, and I don't know why this just stuck in my brain, but now every time I hear Kirk Cousins, I think of this. He has a fountain in his yard, and it's got like however many rocks like that equals 80 years in months. So he has (laughs) 80 times 12, whatever that is, rocks. That make up a fountain in his front yard. Every month, he takes another rock and puts it in his pocket to remind him that, like, his life is only as big as his fountain and that he needs to, like, treat every day like it's a, like it, like, and so he carries the rock in his pocket all month and then he throws it away and gets another one off the fountain next month. So Kirk is certifiably insane. So he's got rocks in his pocket (laughs) at all times. Well, that's why he looks so slow out there. He's weighed down by rocks in his pocket. He's probably actually a great athlete. Now I give him a little more credit. You know, Kirk yeah. Cousins is probably better than I think. He's weighed down by rocks. So just know, Chiefs, there you go, Chiefs fans. In a bizarro world, Kirk Cousins our quarterback, and we're going to be eleven and five for seven straight years with two playoff wins. Or I mean, you can have Tyrod Taylor. So hey, you take your pick of which parallel universe you want to live in. <laughs> I would have never thought Nick Foles would have won a Super Bowl. So. Yeah, we're living in a weird world where yeah. Nick Foles, he did that, broke the mold, Chiefs got to win. but <laughs> And he has the touchdown record in a game. Oh, my God. We live in a world where Nick Foles has thrown seven touchdowns, 27 in touchdowns in a season with two or three picks, and has won a Super Bowl. And right now he's competing for, with a job for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, After the, he almost retired. Welcome to football, folks. So. Uh, I think that's all we got for you guys today. Um, I'm going to go a little deeper into the Mount Rushmore uh, little topic we had. I'm going to have an article up at KC Kingdom uh, probably tomorrow. We're gonna we're really going to hash out the other candidates, honorable mentions, why I pick guys, rank them one through four. I think we'll be back in another week with another episode for you. We're going to keep cranking out stuff like that. Hopefully there's a little bit of news. If not, we'll probably do like a, a Chiefs all-time list or, or a rank a, our favorite game list or something like that. But we'll try to keep it light and fun. You can find us on uh, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff, Google Play. So uh, just keep listening. We'll keep cranking stuff out for you. We're excited to get this thing rolling next month or so.